Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 31 of the Half Gen Podcast. This is a very, very special podcast in more ways than one. We've got it action-packed from beginning to end. Joining me, as always, are Ross and Nat. Gentlemen, how are you today? I'm all right. I'm doing okay, man. Doing okay. Excited for this momentous occasion. This is a very momentous occasion. Today, the day of this recording, December 10th, we accidentally, I, I wasn't even thinking about it when I set the deadline for Game of the Year. Um, it's the deadline for our Game of the Year voting, so our lists are done. We know what we, we're voting for, except for the Game of the Year. I want to keep that a secret until we're ready. Um, but it is also the one-year anniversary of the the idea being born, the... The figuring out of what this was going to be and the purchasing of the domain for halfgen.com. Hey. Um, so one year ago today, I was in Ross's apartment in Boston. We had just come back from him getting a PS4 Pro. And I remember when we were at the store, we were at the Best Buy, and we were talking, we'd been talking about it kind of all day. Like, what would we do for a new site, you know? Um, at the time, the site we were writing for, those gaming nerds, was the owner was moving on and we had the option of taking that over or starting anew. And I think we were both, I felt like Ross was going to be more into the idea of starting something that we controlled from the beginning mm -hmm. rather than picking up, you know, the pieces of something else. Um, and all day we we're just trying to figure it out. And we talked about this a lot on the first, our first podcast ever. Um, I still remember in the parking lot, just walking back to the car looking at his PS4 Pro. What about half-gen? You know, it's like a half-generation console thing, you know? And Ross is like, yeah, I think I like that name. We'll think about it. And then we got back to his place, and he is like, you know what? I think half-gen's the name because it's it's not a bad name, and it's better than anything else I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt the same way. Yeah, and you, didn't th you weren't even sure I'd be into the idea of starting a new site. Yeah, I mean, there was there was much. Yeah, the sh the the shock in your eyes when I said, "Yeah, let's do it." Was like you're like, like I didn't think you'd actually say yes. I, I'm sitting there like trying to break it to him easy, you know, like Russ. Those gaming nerds is going away, and I was thinking maybe starting a new site, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm down." I'm like what? <laughs> it's like, can I talk you out of it? <laughs> yeah, it's I I enjoy my time writing for those gaming nerds, but the. Not being able to write exactly what we wanted to write all the time, like, or never forgets or something like that. There were specific circumstances where we could, but for the most part, just wanted to write about whatever I wanted to write about. And kind of starting fresh, yeah. something brand new was seemed like the, the way to go. Yeah, and it let us kind of, uh, you know, get out of the traditional, um, you know, the, the, the more, like, game spot. IGN type um, website, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of get away wow. from that and be more kind of still kind of reviewing games, more like editorial stuff, just kind of talking about stuff. Um, yeah, and um, and we've even cleaned up some things, so we went through and uh, anybody who checks out the website is going to see there's some changes in the menu bar. Um, we've changed some of the categories, so we've really consolidated uh, we've shrunk things down a lot, so our options, I don't want to say, like, we've decreased, like, the options of things we can write about, but we definitely cleaned it up, so, you know, we had a lot of stuff that through the first year we realized we just weren't using like we thought we would, or... We streamlined a lot of know, stuff. Whatever the case may be, and so we, we've kind of consolidated, we brought it into a reasonable amount of options that still allow us to do what we want to do. Um, I feel like we would have been better about it, Ross said the same thing. Um, if 2017 hadn't been just like the best year ever, uh, yeah. um, <laughs> but man, uh. um, you know, I, I'm really excited for 2018, like really, really happy with where the site is now. And it's just now a matter of, uh, you know, let's, let's keep building it, you know? Yeah. Hopefully get one or two more people on here to write about stuff kind of freeing us up a little bit to kind of write about some some different things and maybe try some new things um that we weren't necessarily able to this year because it was really just the two of us writing and it like chris said it was a really crazy year for games yeah so 
because um, because yeah we'd like to at least uh, speaking for myself i'd like to write some more about some retro games and stuff and i want to have more time to play them so as thankful as i am that 2017 was the best year in history for video games it'd be nice if 2018 could maybe slow things down just a little bit yeah that would be um <clears throat> that'd be good yeah um but yeah so and then just to get nat involved uh nat was brought in pretty early uh originally nat was just like our graphic designer you know because he was the guy i knew where i was like you know what i think nat you know i know he does this stuff i think he'd be willing to help and you know it was like of the of the options i had nat was like the clear like nat's cool i want to work with him you know appreciate <laughs> that it was it was like like there were other people and it was like I could probably get but I feel like Nat would probably be the most reliable of them mm-hmm. and would probably want to help the most which he absolutely did uh, to this day still working on graphics for us um, and he's become a huge part of this podcast which is really exciting um, because these podcasts definitely got better when we were reliably getting three people on here mm, for sure. For sure. I want to get Tony into more podcasts again. I list, I went back and I listened to a bunch of the old podcasts. Mm-hmm. And um, we had some good chemistry with all of us on here. We should get Tony involved in a couple more of these uh, in 2018. Yeah, possibilities. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so thank you too, Nat, for uh, making a lot of this possible. No problem. And uh, th- We wouldn't even have a Am logo without you. Right now? Uh, I think you're fine. Yeah, you're okay. Um, and I'd like to thank anyone who read our stuff over the past year as we're kind of getting off the ground. I know uh, we had some articles, kind of a couple articles take off a little bit, and that was great. And uh, yeah, we've had some pretty consistent activity on our Facebook page. Obviously, the more the merrier, but uh, pretty consistent. So uh, yeah, thanks for checking out our stuff. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's... Really exciting when we see some of those posts get up there and, like, you know, on the Facebook page, seeing, like, hundreds and, you know, thousands of people seeing it and stuff like that was really exciting. And so we we definitely uh, – I've talked with Ross about this before. We need to get better about it in 2018. We got to get our stuff out there, Ross. Yep. Yes, we do. We got we to gotta put the stuff in front of people because mm-hmm. we put a couple things up on um, N4G this year, and they did pretty well. Um. And they got people reading their stuff, which was nice. So we, we should we should get better about that in 18. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. But yeah, I, all in all, a successful first year. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some numbers at you guys. So in the first year, we put up 169 posts across two people. Hey. Um. Yeah. So that's. Then I'm not going to get into the specific sides because I post things like the podcast and stuff. So my numbers are inflated. Uh, but across podcasts and stuff like that, uh, 169 different posts. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty good for two people for one year. Yeah. Uh, within that, uh, we had for our breaking it down category, which is kind of like our one-off stuff, you know, specific to certain games. Uh, we had 19 posts in that. We had 78 in now playing. Um, that's our days with. Uh, our did you ever plays? And that's our final saves, which we had 49 of those. We had 38 total podcasts. Um, 39, including this one. Nice. We and and funny enough, even though we said we weren't really going to do news, we still put up like nine or 10 PSAs. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think what we put up was valuable. Yeah. Which is what our concern was, is we didn't want to just be like a news destination. There's no point in doing that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We want to, like, we want to write things that we enjoy writing, which is another reason why we started this site is so we could make sure that we're enjoying what we're doing. But also in terms of news, I'm going to segue here. We can write about stuff that matters to us, like medieval. Oh my God. Segway. Well, just, we're gonna just... we're gonna very briefly touch on some of the big announcements at the Game Awards and PSX before diving into some of our first Game of the Year category discussions. All right, I, I'm going to just start and say that this is the best. This is the best time to be playing video games ever, <laughs> my whole life. 
because I have had two wishes. And in the last three years, they're all coming true. <laughs> I wanted Final Fantasy VII to get remade, and that's happening. I wanted Medieval to get a new game. And at PSX, they announced a new Medieval. And oh my god, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That was the by far the biggest announcement of PSX. And uh I like it, yeah. I wrote about Medieval. That was one of the first things I posted like after we went live. Um <laughs> was the did you ever play Medieval? And that was like a big long thing I wrote cuz that game is amazing. I started to do a playthrough of it on our YouTube channel that we were too ambitious on and we got ahead of ourselves and we weren't ready for that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, that, uh, man. Yeah. I'm happy Those for you, Those were man. my two biggest things and they're both in, they're both happening right now. And God, and just with all the games coming out and stuff, this is my favorite generation of games ever. I'm going to just say it. Like I've had so much fun playing games this generation, this era of gaming has just been phenomenal. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, it's given me everything I could ask for. Yeah. Nat, were you able to watch any of PSX? I only watched, I only watched like, after trailers. I, like, I seen the Ghost of Tsushima stuff, and I seen the Medieval trailer, but that was pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much all there was there. <laughs> um, the uh, PSX was a pretty qu quiet, kind of pretty disappointing show, if I'm being perfectly straightforward, after the kind of lackluster E3. Um, it is what it is. I feel like Sony played it pretty low-key this year. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm hoping for some surprise announcements, but uh, if we backtrack a little bit more, Game Awards, there were quite a few announcements. Oh, man. That was that, it, it was a good show. I still... That was a great show. I mean, I'm still... I, I Death Stranding is a weird game. <laughs> and, like, that trailer was really good because it still told me nothing except that I really want to play that game. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> Whatever say, it that is, trailer does I really want it. Good. I, I hate watching trailers. I feel like they spoil so much, especially for movies. And that was my, like... That was why I was afraid to watch the trailer for that. But mm -hmm. then when we was nominating our favorite trailer of the year, I was like, let me watch Death Stranding before I nominate anything. And then I was like, yep, here it is. This is <laughs> yeah, it. And, and like, there's no way to know what the context of anything that's happening is. So can't spoil anything. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, which is great. Because <laughs> so, nothing makes sense. So, yeah, here, I'm going to run through some of the announcements um, and we can touch on them. Uh, some of the more interesting ones. Vacation Simulator. Yes. Uh, so Chris and I both have PSVR, and we've both been, I think it's safe to say, kind of lukewarm about it so yeah. far. Um, it's definitely when we first got it, playing through Job Simulator, and um, by far the highlight so far. Oh yeah, Job Simulator. So when that same team, Alchemy Labs, announced Vacation Simulator, it got us super excited, and it made me happy that I didn't sell my VR. Yes, um, same. I am very excited to play that game. Yeah. Um, from Software. Uh, teased a new game with a 30 second, 29 second trailer. Um, people and only 10 seconds of it actually did anything. <laughs> and <laughs> the consensus is it's either a new Bloodborne or a new um, Tenchu. I, I, the evidence really points to a new Tenchu game because yeah. they, from software prior to this trailer, when Dark Souls 3 was wrapping up, they said that their next game was going to be, it was an unannounced game. A brand new game and they were like yeah it's gonna be something different than what we've been doing mm. uh it might surprise some people mm. uh they said it might not even be the genre they're expecting oh okay so that's why like my gut reaction was like psx is tomorrow it's bloodborne 2 but you know reading up on it since then it sounds increasingly like it's a new tenchu game mm -hmm. but i'm wondering if maybe they're going to take some of what they learned from dark souls and be like we can kind of make something really cool yeah, you know? probably. I know. Uh, I know. Tenchu is one of those games that people have been asking for for a long time too. So um, that'll be cool. I I think I think it's good that they're taking a break from the Souls kinds of games. As much as I want a new Bloodborne, um, or just a new like Dark Souls or something, but I would like to see what they can do with some of their other properties and things like that. They're also they did confirm they're working on an Armored Core. That was definitely not it. <laughs> but <laughs> probably not. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm excited for whatever they put out next. I'm on board. Nice. <clears throat> nice. Um, next up was a new game from Camposanto, the people who brought us Firewatch in the Valley of Gods. 
Um, Let's go. It looks super cool. Um, it's same type of gameplay, first person um, kind of exploration game, um, except this time it's in the Egyptian ruins, um, looking for treasure and kind of making this film while they're there. It looks like it's maybe in the judging from the the camera that they're using to film things in game with it's like maybe the the 30s maybe something like that that's what i was thinking um but yeah i mean i'm excited depression firewatch was mostly good um i was mostly happy with that game so i'm excited for in the valley of gods unfortunately it's a 2019 game so it's a pretty early reveal but yeah i think like campo santo if if they continue the trend to Firewatch, just make really believable people. It's not even their characters. Like, they just feel very natural. Mm-hmm. Um, the writing's really good. The people they get to voice them have been really good. Uh, and that was part of Firewatch for me was, like, excuse me, was just how, like, kind of real those people felt. Um, Best part of the game. In, in, the, in their mannerisms, the way they talked, the way they acted, they had very good personalities. And if they can continue that trend and in a, a very interesting setting like that, um, that'll be cool. Yeah. Nat, are you a fan of those kind of games like Gone Home and Firewatch? I mean, I, I liked Firewatch for the most part. I had some game-breaking glitches mm. while playing that, and then I played it again and beat it. I thought it was cool. I feel like the journey is way more important for those games than the actual outcome. Yeah. I'm never a fan of where they end, but I always enjoy the journey along the way. So Yeah, I, I get that. Cool. Nice. Um, and then the shadow drop of the Breath of the Wild DLC Pack 2, the Champion's Ballad. They, that was pretty exciting. It was exciting. Um, so, yeah, the second big DLC for Legend of Zelda, the final big DLC, um, they showed a trailer and then said it's going to be available tonight and i've downloaded it and i haven't been able to put much time into it yet but it seems super cool i did get far enough to where there's i'm not gonna all i'm gonna say is there's a gameplay condition that seems like it's crazy Mm. that's all i get it but i haven't got the first dlc yet yeah well the first yeah i don't know i don't know if you can buy them separately I don't, no, I don't they're think you only can. sold together. Yeah, the f- first DLC doesn't have much story content. Second DLC is much more story driven, telling the story of the the champions in the game. Um, That's cool. From back in the day, um, but yeah, so that was super cool. The end of the trailer shows Link riding a motorcycle. I was gonna say, yeah, uh, you get to ride the motorcycle yet? Uh, no, so, heard is awesome. Yeah, so you can ha- I say this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think. That motorcycle is the stupidest thing ever. No, I come fucking on. want it. Oh yeah, you have to beat everything in the DLC pat in DLC two, and then like as a reward, you get the motorcycle. I was gonna, say, I didn't, I didn't say I don't want it. I didn't say it was <laughs> bad. I just said I think it's the stupidest thing ever. Yo man, but that, that's I really Link's, want it. That's Link's divine beast. The other champions had their divine beast. This is Link's, the Master Cycle Zero. Man, get on it. Got the zero at the end feels so tacked on. Oh, it's not even surprised. It's so good. Um, <laughs> How many games were at the Game Awards that had zero in their name? Or, like, that weekend? Because there was, like, one at PSX that had a zero something. I don't know. And then there were, like, three at the Game Awards. What is with zero right now? I don't know. Um, <laughs> next up. Zero's the new EX or... <laughs> yeah, guess, right. Yeah. Right. Um, next up, another fan favorite that hasn't been heard from in a while. Soul Calibur Six announced does your soul mm. still burn yeah it was pretty good i think one of the biggest that was a really surprises good way to in the unreal that. engine yeah unreal yeah. engine 4 um yeah i don't like fighting games um it's not that i don't like them it's that i don't have the patience to get good at them um yeah. but soul caliber was always one that seemed like a lot of fun just because it was weapon based and there were still combos and stuff but um, I don't know. I'm excited for that game. I'm excited for the people who have been waiting for a new game for a long time. Um, I haven't seen anyone figure out who that character at the very end is, who they show like a brief flash of, like from the waist down with the yeah. sword. But uh, but yeah, that's that's cool. Um, I think that's coming out next year. Um, yes, they did say 2018. Okay. Um, let's see. Bayonetta and Bayonetta 2 re-released for Switch, which mm-hmm. is awesome. But it gets but it gets better than that. Not only are two of two extra, extraordinary games coming to Switch. One with co-op. Reggie. Reggie made my night because <laughs> this is another thing. Because at PSX, there was a moment where he they were talking about an old school game and Ross was like, you thought it was medieval, wasn't it? 
or didn't you? And I was like, yeah. And then they announced Medieval. And prior to that, something happened where Ross was like, oh, you thought they were going to announce Bayonetta 3, right? And I was like, I'm, I can hope. <laughs> and then sure as shit, <laughs> here comes Bayonetta 3. Yep. Exclusive to the Switch, man. I, we, I, it could be exclusive to the whatever. <laughs> I'll buy it. Yeah, like Chris, Chris and I both thought, oh, it's good. They're releasing the first two on the Switch. It's, it actually has an, a user base. They'll, it'll sell relatively well, and, and then Bayonetta three will get made, and they dropped yeah dropped it right after. Oh, that was like exc- Reggie was just like, you didn't think I'd come up here and not announce something? I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I still have to play the first two games, and getting them on Switch is the perfect excuse for me to play them. And Bayonetta two has co op, which Chris and I are gonna play, and that'll be a ton of fun. Um, yeah. So yeah, Bayonetta Excellent. one and two, um, February sixth, I think is the sixteenth. There were two games we were talking about in February. One was the 6th and one was the 16th. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it's the 16th. Almost it, positive. It's probably the 16th. Uh, yes, it is the 16th. Cool. Um, no release date on Bayonetta 3, I don't think. There wasn't even... Yeah, it just says now in development. So, um, But it's announced. It's being worked on, which is great. Um, next up was the 8-minute Death Stranding trailer. Um, we briefly touched on this mm-hmm. already. It was mm-hmm. fascinating. There was the first big boom, mm-hmm. first big explosion that changed our lives, right? Then there was another and another and another, oh, and man. then... I think they talked about two. <laughs> I know, but they kept repeating the first one. I know. I can't wait. Uh, man, oh, that, that game. It's a great trailer. I just want to know when that's something else, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they would be showing it again if they weren't making progress, mm-hmm. and it sounds like they were making some pretty good progress on that. Yeah, uh, based on the way they were talking about it, like PSX and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, oh, can I make a hot take about the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. So my thing is, I'm really excited for this game. I really want to play it, but I really hope the game does well because I know a lot of people are put off because the game seems scary, and they're not even going to give it a chance because it seems too scary. So I'm just hoping, yeah, that I... people give it a shot, even though it's like a horror game. I I know for me, I don't go anywhere near horror games like dead space was a weird exception mm-hmm. um but it was good <laughs> um but like i think kojima's name will pull in some of those people who would yeah, never I'm, get a I'm horror saying game. i'm hoping so because i'm seeing a lot of people who are like i really want to play this because i'm a really big fan of metal gear but it's gonna be a magical moment where yeah. kojima's name is going to like it's going to transcend genres and people are going to buy it because it just because they're going to watch those things and be like, what is this? I have to know. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's what you get to. It's like, mm-hmm. I have to know what this is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that was an amazing trailer. Next up was Witchfire, which is... That looked cool. Yeah, it's a dark fantasy shooter um, from a de- developer called The Astronauts, which is a team that was behind both The Vanishing of Ethan Carter and then also developers from Painkiller and Bulletstorm, which is a super yeah. weird combination. Um, it's got a really good looking style, kind yeah. of like uh, um, what is it called? Witchfire. Witchfire. It looked really cool. It's got like a medieval era kind of look to it, but it's it's almost like a Victorian medieval kind of thing. It's almost like so there's yeah. like it's a shooter, and like you see this guy pull out like this shotgun kind of thing, and an angry tortoise comes to life, and then there's like skeletons and armor and stuff running at you with swords and shields and. It's, it looks really cool. It's kind of like Bloodborne meets Painkiller. Yeah. Which makes that's sense. that's <laughs> an exciting prospect. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, I don't think there was a release date on that either. No, there was not. Um, Hopefully cool. sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, next up, the well, not the biggest surprise of the show, but one of the biggest ones, Dreams. Wait. Media Molecule was there. Um, and it actually looked pretty fleshed out. Um, it looked like a game, finally. Yeah, and it, it, it dreams looks, finally. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it looks like Little Big Planet 2.0, where in the trailer there's so many different game types. There's um, side-scrolling shooter. There's 3D platformer. There's it's like as crazy as Little Big Big Planet was getting, and people were creating those types of things. It looks like you can do that in Dreams as well. Uh, yeah, uh, but it, it it sounds what they mentioned at PSX was it. There's so much more power to create in dreams than there ever was in little big planet. Yeah. yeah. So they said like the, the power that players will have to create things is like exponentially more than what little big planet could ever hope to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they're talking, they're talking a big game with this one. Um, mm-hmm. and 
it, it looked... I, I just can't say... It looked like a game, finally. And it looked like a game that would be fun to play. Which, up till now, Dreams has just been looking like a tech demo. Which is why I think it's gone kind of radio silent. Mm. Um, everything they showed up to this point looked like a tech demo. You know, when you look back to, like, the guitars and stuff like that. And it was like, yeah, I get it. You know, but now... It's nice to see that they're really making a game. Like yeah. a game game. Mm, for sure. Um, let's see. Next up, only a couple more. Um, next up was the game with the worst title announced, GTFO, um, which is a new title led, but, led by the team from, or at least the lead designer from Payday and Payday 2. It looked like a pretty interesting game, though. Yep. It's kind of like, it looked like... um. Almost like a killing floor kind of game, except so just think like payday, but like survival horror with aliens. Yep, that's pretty much it from what we've seen. So and far. that looked really fun. And you know, if it's like a you know twenty thirty dollar game, I will totally gamble. Um, if it's like a sixty dollar game, I think it's got to be more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, they show player unknown battlegrounds desert map. The uh, way I hear it is that map's really good. Yep. A lot of people are saying it makes the game feel new again. Cool, cool. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um. Oh, and they announced the release date. Uh, what was it? The twelfth, I think, for uh Xbox Game Preview begins the twelfth and the twentieth for PC one point oh. Yeah. Um. So so cool. PUBG will be out before year end. So. It is everybody who's doing their game of the year stuff across the industry. They're all, you know, letting out a sigh of relief. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last thing we'll talk about very briefly, Metro Exodus trailer. Wait, what? Game. What trailer? Metro Exodus. Metro Exodus. Oh, okay. Cool. Chris loves uh, the Metro yeah, games, and I want to get into the Metro games. I just haven't had the time because of 2017. Yeah. I have played Chris both of the previous... me that I play the Redux versions of both of them. Yep, same. So here, here's my thing. The first Metro Metro 2033 was a perfectly fine game. It had some control issues. Granted, I played it back on the Xbox 360 when it came out. Um, Last Light definitely feels... So Metro 2033 has more of a survival horror kind of feel to it. So things are... It, it's It's less of a shooter. It's... It's more like a Fallout where it's like you're doing other stuff and the shooting is secondary. Mm-hmm. Whereas Last Light felt like a very competent shooter. And you still did all the things that you do in a Metro game. So I prefer Last Light's style because it felt like a better gameplay experience. And with the Redux, you can play 2033 balanced with Last Light's combat scenarios. So like... You can play it more like you play Last Light, which I believe is the better of the two games. Um, there are a lot of people, though, who preferred the 2033 style. And if you like that, they did the Redux version of Last Light, which makes it play more like 2033. That's good they give you the option. So you have options depending on which one you like. Personally, I like the Last Light style. I played Redux of the original with the Last Light style, and I played a lot more of it than I ever did the first time. Yeah, for sure. So... Uh yeah, Game Awards. Outside of a couple things, it was the I best. No Deep Silver got the got Metro. Yeah, I guess I should yeah. have expected. Um, Deep Silver that. picked up a lot of that stuff. Yeah, they they've been doing well by the franchise though. So yeah, they've been so, doing well by a lot of franchises. Except yeah, for I'm, the I'm, random stuff they've been. I'm really like Exodus is a game like I I would be comfortable saying that's probably going to be a top ten game of next year. Because the quality of those games is through the roof, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm very much looking forward to playing that game. Yeah, for sure. To play it. So uh, yeah, Game Awards was an actually outside of a couple things a really good show this year. Um, I was impressed. Um, I'm looking forward to uh to next year as well. It's getting better each year, which is all you can really yeah, ask for. They're coming into their own very well. Um. So yeah. Now with that being said, um, we're gonna dive into. The first of our Game of the Year awards. Um, so just do you have that up? I do have it up. So just as a kind of preface here, um, so we have a bunch of different categories, and we've each nominated one game or moment or whatever the case may be for each category, um, and then we're basically gonna come to a consensus for each one and uh, uh, have a have a winner. 
So uh, yeah. So yeah. Anything else you want to add, Chris, before we drop drop into this? No, I like last year we just did our top lists, and like you know, it, it's weird, but um, it's not weird like how we're doing. It. It's just like you know, we we've always kind of been like, oh, you know, sometimes the one game of the year. I know it's a bit an industry thing where some people are like, no, we don't want to talk about just one game and stuff like that. But I think it's fun. We've never really sat down like when we were at those gaming nerds. I came up with a formula and we calculated a game of the year, but I don't think it ever like it. It just so happened to be the Wolf Among Us, and I think we were okay with that. But like, mm. you know, a fiercely competitive year like this, I feel like it's going to be good to just like sit down and be like, no, this needs to be the game. Um, so you want to start from the bottom? Want to remind everybody? Yeah, we're okay. going to start from the bottom. Okay. Let's, all, let's all keep an open mind. Very open mind. So we can't just be like, nope, it's my game and that's the end of the story. Yep. We got to be fair. Fair to each other. First category. Best trailer. Um, All right. Uh, let's go left to right. Ross. Okay. Your nominee. My nominee was the Super Mario Odyssey E3 2017 trailer where the reveal of the hat is on the T-Rex. Chris? That's, that was a pretty good one. Um, mine was the best trailer of the year. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Breath of the Wild just had such a immaculate showing at the... Um, when they at the the switch conference early in the year when they announced the release date and everything mm -hmm. um man i was laughing at that thing right up until the end when they showed that last zelda trailer and that got like all the emotions and was just like oh my god i can't believe i'm gonna buy a console to play a goddamn zelda game and i don't even like zelda <laughs> but here i am are still playing it on wii u yeah, I know, but I <laughs> did not want my Wii U anymore. <laughs> I was not going to play it if it was if it was if I had the choice. I would not have played it on the Wii U. I would yeah, have just I not still played have it mine, and I haven't played it. I mean, yeah. I don't have it on Wii U. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, that, yeah, that's uh, a good, also a very good trailer. That was a special trailer. Hey, Nat, how about you? What's your nomination? Uh, like I said earlier, I was actually gonna nominate Ghost of Tsushima before this, but then I was like gotta watch death stranding and then i watched that i'm like oh, nope there there it is yep yeah i'm okay with this going to death stranding um i feel like uh zelda was really good um but i felt like it was it was zelda it was kind of in a lot of ways what you expected it to be um not the full game the full game was radically different than a lot of previous games but that trailer i feel like it was really good in that way um the mario one i feel like was just ridiculous and then yeah. Death Stranding, I feel like, is ridiculous to where I don't know what's happening. Where in Mario, Listen, I got what was happening. Doesn't... Two days ago, I would have said, I, I, I wouldn't have believed that there could have been a trailer that would beat Zelda. Mm -hmm. um, if we want to give this to Death Stranding, though, that trailer was the right kind of nuts. And I'm all about say, it. Yeah, that type of trailer is that it gives me enough where I'm intrigued, but it doesn't give me anything so I know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm good with Death Stranding. Okay, I'm gonna highlight the winner in green. So Perfect. We know. Okay. Um. So, here's um. Nat, since your game won, here's what we should do because we gotta post something for it, and we'll list all the nominees <laughs> and everything. But we'll, for we'll whoever's have all of Nat's games win, and he has to write an article for each one. <laughs> no, no, no! I don't need a, <laughs> an article. Nat, if you could just write a little blurb, I can attach to it. Mm -hmm. Um, just as like, hey, this is why this trailer is really good. Just a couple sentences. Um, and then, so whoever wins, they'll have a little block that will go below the winner as like, hey, this is why this won. Um, and then we'll list the other nominees and stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yep. Just a couple cool. sentences. Um, next uh, on the list. Yeah. Let's move. Let's keep it moving. Got it. Uh, game that might have made your top ten. If you got around to playing it. I don't know who added this one. I thought it was Nat, but then Nat said he didn't have anything for it. So it, was it you, it was, Ross? It was me, because I knew there were games that I missed that I just didn't have time to play. That yeah. I wanted to it's, kind of... Yeah, and this was extremely hard for me because I felt like every game that I wanted to play, I played. So Yeah. Um... Yeah, it was. It, I played a lot of what I wanted, but I was definitely... I was definitely looking at it as, okay, so if I was going, like... What's the game I probably don't want to play, but if I did play it, I would like it. Um, and that's how I came to mine. So, 
And this is a we- I'm, I'm- this is a weird one um, because it's like it's kind of an individual award, so it's kind of weird in retrospect if we post a winner of game that might have made your top ten if you didn't get around to playing it. It's not mm-hmm. like for everyone; it's for Maybe- one person. But I don't know. I mean. Yeah. So I think there's fine. one clear winner here. Uh, yeah, and it's in like, Chris's column. Off of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if if anybody kinda, hasn't played it, they're like they're it's their fault. So you this know what is we should do unfair. for this one? What? Listen, you know what we should do for this one? Mm. The person the I'm trying to think of a good way, like because you two played it, you two should write something why I should have played it. <laughs> Chris is a big dummy and didn't play this. <laughs> care if that's what you say <laughs> but like i think that would be funny is like you know the other people write something like hey i played this game and th- you know this is why he should have played it you know um uh. all right so the nominees <laughs> rot okay just, we already picked a winner apparently don't worry i got this uh. um my nominee was assassin's creed origins i have liked the series in the past i liked one through assassin's creed 2 revelations um, I fell off after three, but I've only heard good things about Origins, and if I would have had more time, I would have loved to to play that. You will enjoy Origins when you get around to it. Yeah. Um, my nominee was Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, much like Zelda, I've never been a Mario fan, never gotten into the games. Super Mario Odyssey, I, everything I hear about it, though, sounds blissfully like crazy, and I feel like I'd like it. So... The game maybe, just has maybe in the most personality. Just makes you happy when you're like, playing. Like everything feels different. Nothing feels the same. Their mechanics built for just specific things in the game. Like that game is really cool. I really like the way that game was put. Sounds together. like a game that if I got around to playing it, I would actually like. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and that uh, your nominee? Uh, Pit People by the Behemoth. Uh, that I'm waiting for that game to finish. Did mm-hmm. that come out in early access? I think so. I don't know. Oh. I'm following it, but I got it when it first came out, and uh, I played it for a little bit while I was in early access. I thought it came out of early access, but I really enjoy Behemoth games, and what is, like, what, if what I is played it? more, I knew I would like it. Game it's, had a good uh, sense of humor. A RTS? Is it even an RTS? No, it's more it's, like it's XCOM. More like a, it's a strategy something. RPG. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's cool. more like a Fire Emblem. Okay, nice. That sounds cool. Yeah. Um, okay. It's it's um, weird. It's it's a cool yeah. game though. It it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So much like their games. We've picked a winner. It's Chris and Super Mario Odyssey. I did it. Mm-hmm. I'm the biggest loser. <laughs> <laughs> um but yes, with uh runners up Assassin's Creed Origins and Pit People. Um mm-hmm. pu- next up, publisher Here of come. the year. This is when it starts Woo! to get serious. Okay. Um, this is when it gets serious. So my, so my I nominee. Know, I know one that I'm not voting for. <laughs> if I had to. Yeah, I know. I'm a <laughs> yeah. Okay, but you're crazy. Let's get through the nominees. Let's get through. I'm not crazy. Okay, so okay. my nominee, Ross, was Nintendo. Ross isn't a publisher. <laughs> Ross dress for less is a publisher. Keep going, Chris. <laughs> Why did you nominate Nintendo? I nominated Nintendo because the first nine months of the Switch, I think, is the first nine months in the history of any console for video games in terms of games they've published. Uh, you have Odyssey, I think Super the Mario Switch Odyssey. has the strongest launch of yep. any console. You have Super Mario Odyssey. You have Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. You have Arms, which wasn't warmly recepted when it first came out, but apparently has gotten I better throughout the year. I Forgot about that. Um, I actually like Arms a lot. Yeah, you have Splatoon two. You have Xenoblade Chronicles two. It's an incredible year that Nintendo has helped put out all these games. So. Well, can I add an asterisk to this? Yep. Every game Nintendo has published, I've bought. There this we go. Year. Yep. There we go. I think that's just a show of quality. I don't think that mm-hmm. needs an asterisk. That's just. I'm just saying, like that's like a that's you. like a point towards yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know oh, okay, I mean? yeah. Hey, Chris, how about you? Who's your name? Um, I mean, only thing that's not in there is uh, Mario Kart, but like that wasn't like that's just like a re-put out. But everything else is there. Yeah. 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 Um. So crazy as it might sound. I actually said Ubisoft because Ubisoft took the time to make to kind of go through their games and they stopped being like, okay, we're just going to annualize this. Like, though it didn't come out this year, they've done a lot of just great work with Rainbow Six uh, Siege. And they've really took that, taken that from a game that a lot of people were like, uh, this game's not great. And they've made it into like a premier shooter 
Like, they have made that into an immensely popular game that people are big, big fans of. Um, earlier this year, I played Ghost Recon Wildlands, and, you know, maybe it was just the people I was playing with or whatever, but it just didn't feel good, but I came back to it later in the year, and I'm so glad I did, because that's one of the most fun games I've played all year. Uh, and this has been a very crowded, uh, packed year full of fun games, and that is one of the best. Uh, and Assassin's Creed Origins, you know, they took the time off, and they built the best Assassin's Creed yet. Yeah. And I think, guys, I didn't do, I didn't do this one. Okay. <laughs> Stop it. I didn't Stop do. Stop it, Nat. No, okay. No, no more preemptive Stop highlighting from anyone. No more. No more highlighting. Um, I, I am the one who highlights. Also, uh, Mario Rabbids, a surprisingly good game. Yeah. Yeah, and who would have thought that they would make a Mario game that people really liked? Or know? a Rabbids game that anyone would want. That people really liked. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think they've had a good year. They haven't... Uh, the way in my mind I was thinking it, it's not in terms of original IP, but like 2008 EA, where it's just kind of good, feel-good EA. It's kind of like feel-good yeah. Ubisoft this year. Just kind of doing I some feel good like, stuff. Yeah. I feel like Ubisoft, you go back to their press conference at E3, and they had a very good, a very personal feeling. You know, they brought their people out there, and they were like, hey, you know what? We're really happy to be doing this for you guys. And, you know, everybody seemed really happy and excited to show off the game. There was energy there that a lot of other publishers don't have. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I, I really think that they are a publisher that, you know, next year and beyond, they're going to become a big, big player in a big way. Because I think they figured it out. So now I'm very excited for Ubisoft. Who's your nominee? Okay, so my thing is I agree with Ross mostly, but I want to throw a wrench in there because mm-hmm. the next topic I actually nominated something. But Sega, because I just want to say two games, Persona and Yakuza. Yakuza! Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Persona and Yakuza, published by Sega, because that's the parent company of Atlas. So, yeah. Like, if we're speaking technically, I think Tega, I mean, Sega has a, Tega. <laughs> has a strong <laughs> year because, like, those are, like, two games that were, like, up there for uh, Game of the Year for me. Yeah. So, and, like, you know, Son- like, Sonic. Like, right up there, 1A, 1B. So, yeah. And Sonic Mania was super. But popular. they've also had their flaws with, like, Sonic Forces. So, you know, they, I don't think Sonic get, Forces I mean, is as like, bad as everyone thinks but, it is. But let's be real. They also released Sonic Mania exactly. to critical and, like, you know, commercial praise yeah. from everyone. You yeah. know, players mm-hmm. love that game. Like, they brought Sonic back in a bigger way than anybody thought possible. Yeah. Sega so had a good I, year. I agree with you. Only reason why I don't count that, because is that more on the development side? They are also publishing it, but I just Well, this is that. just the publisher. This has nothing to do saying. with the games they make. Yeah. This that's is what, just like, them as that's a publisher why putting out good Sega. games. Yeah, for sure. Nintendo. For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, they get all the... They, in this case, they get all the credit for Sonic Mania. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so cool. So, the winner of that category is... Listen, I'm at a disadvantage because <laughs> Nat just hates Ubisoft. But I genuinely believe I just don't want to write this off. I gen I listen, I'm probably gonna vote for Nintendo. I get it. <laughs> but like, let's just can we for two seconds just no. be like, hey, you know what? Dude, Ubisoft is getting better. I'm a, I'm and a, they kind of are figuring it out. I'm can I, can I spoil this for you? Oh, no. <laughs> That's my answer. No. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, Chris, I'm on the same page. I think they are taking. I think they are improving as kind of another huge corporation company type. I they, know they're more public facing. I think I'm I, just saying. Yes, I I definitely acknowledge and agree with you. I'm just saying. You look at like Activision. You look at like EA and them, and nobody's really doing anything to make people all that excited. But Ubisoft is out there. Like we want to make a Mario game. That is like true to Mario and stuff like that. They're just, I don't. I just really like what they're doing. I like the direction they're going, and I feel like you know, two years from now, they they're gonna be where Nintendo is. You know, releasing like, oh my god, Ubisoft made the best games this year, and now they have been recognized. And and they announced Beyond Good and Evil Two, for which a lot of people were waiting for. You know, yeah. The winner of this category is Nintendo. It. Yeah, Nintendo wins. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just a just a phenomenal year. Um. I mean, you can't top what they did. (laughs) They they released a new console. They released two of the best games in the history of games. 
and two of the biggest franchises in the history of games. How, nobody can top that. There's nobody else in the industry who has the series as strong as Mario and Zelda, and then to be able to make a new console and release arguably like the two of the best games ever in those series. Yeah, how do you do that? Xenoblade Chronicles too. Yeah, I'm just saying, how does anybody else do that? Sony yeah. can't do that. Microsoft can't do that. Yeah, the interesting thing we'll see will be if they can continue this kind of momentum into 2018 and what their plans are. But um, that's not for this category. Yeah. Nintendo wins half-gen's publisher of the year. Onto, yeah, well-deserved. Onto developer the of the year. Deserved. Developer of the year, there were some interesting choices. Um, I feel like we should switch left to right or else it's just me and... Yeah. first every time. Nat, who you got for I your got Nintendo no, well, surprising me because while I did plan on buying a Switch because I thought it was cool when they first announced it, they didn't really announce many games for it aside mm -hmm. from Zelda. And I was like, that's cool, but am I, like, like Chris said earlier, am I going to buy a console just to play Zelda? And then... Yes, you are. <laughs> and then... <laughs> It just was like surprising the the support for that console. They I feel like they learned so much from what happened with the Wii U. They was like, nope, we just got to come with the games, the games, and they just put out lots of games from Arms. I know a lot of people don't like that, but Arms, Mario Kart, and now they're going to be putting out what you call it. Uh, I was about to say what, uh, but that doesn't count for them. Yeah, Bayonetta doesn't count for them because that's not their develop right, game. Right. No, but, they don't develop that. That's more of their publishing mm -hmm. arm, but yeah. but. Yeah, but everything else from Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which I'm getting into now, and Zelda and Mario, and everything else that's amazing on that system. Yeah. And yeah. highly underrated Puyo Puyo Tetris. There you go. Get that call in. Uh, Chris, how about you? Um, I'm, I'm going to... They got shut out at the Game Awards. Yeah. But Guerrilla Games... They just, like... And Nintendo, you expect it. But they came out and, you know, with everything with Killzone and everything, and it's like, you know, they, they kind of got this reputation as, like, a kind of B-tier developer of, like, hey, you know what, they make good games, but they're, they can't make that magnum opus kind of game. And then they went and made Horizon, which is one of the best games you will ever play. That is, in my opinion, the best game Sony has put out this generation, and without a doubt, the best game they've ever made. Like, this is this is Sony's game of the generation right now. As good as Uncharted 4 and all those other games were, this is their game of the generation. Gorilla outdid themselves. They made this world with this main story that's telling, like, this tale of how it all fell apart and why there's robot fucking dinosaurs everywhere, which is amazing, by the way. Um... And they managed to balance it with this, with these side quests that are so like good at world building and developing the existing world where it's like, it's this delicate balance and they struck it so well that like you can get whatever you're looking for in that game about that game. It's easy to find. Uh, and I could play that game forever. That game is so much fun and they deserve all the credit in the world for, uh, for, for taking their time and building that up. I mean, you could see him during PSX just on the stage smiling. Like, that man looked so happy with his team and with the reception of that game. Like, he's just sitting back with a big old smile on his face talking about that game. That's, to me, that's amazing. When you can see somebody so prideful and, like, have the the reception match that pride. Amazing. Yeah, yeah totally agree. Um, Let's see. So, in... The uh, in the description in our spreadsheet of this category, developer of the year, in parentheses afterward it says, or one that surprised you or pulled something off unexpectedly in a great way. Um, my nominee is Ninja Theory. So I've been a fan of Ninja Theory games in the past. Uh, Heavenly Sword, I'm a huge fan of. Enslaved Odyssey to the West, I love. Um, so when they started this journey with um hellblade sent it was sacrifice um they were gonna self-publish it was gonna be the first time they didn't have a major publisher behind them um and the final product was a really kind of affecting game delving into mental illness and psychosis and on youtube they have over three hours worth of development diaries 
from the very beginning of the process to one they just released last week about how the game is done. And just the kind of transparency um, along with kind of the lengths they went to to make sure that the experience the players were having were as realistic as possible. They brought in licensed mental health professionals as well as people who suffered from the mental illnesses they were trying to portray in the game and had them sit in on the development process um, to kind of have input and all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't think Hellblade is... I don't think Hellblade's a better game than Horizon or uh, or better than any of the big Nintendo games that have come out this year. But in terms of a developer that surprised me with what they were able to do their first time self-publishing what looks like a big budget AAA game for I think 30 bucks um, and everything they accomplished with it. Um, they got some serious recognition at the Game Awards, which I was really happy about. But yeah, Ninja Theory surprised me in kind of how well every all these risks that they took kind of came together and were pulled off. So nice. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I de- totally understand what you're saying with that, and you know, definitely respect that. Uh, but now, now we got to fight. <laughs> yeah, I, I I brought Ninja Theory to the table, yeah, knowing that it wasn't going to win. It's not necessarily even my favorite developer of the year. No, I, I I'm just saying in a in a different year, like if it were last year, the mm-hmm. case, I I think they would have an easier case because of what they've done. Mm-hmm. It's just 2017 is such a goddamn great year. <laughs> yeah, and all these amazing games that it's like. It's hard to stand out even when you're like a great developer and you make this very meaningful, impactful game. And it's like, but sometimes like it's just the better games out there, you know? Yeah, for sure. And in a year like this, that's so chock full of them. It's like they, they don't get the recognition they deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but, I, I get it. Yeah. I'm just going to make the argument here is you expect Nintendo to do greatness. And I just think the gorilla deserves to be recognized that now that they've achieved it. They've worked very hard, very long, and they finally got it. I'm, I'm really, I'm really gonna fight for this one, guys. <laughs> I'm I just letting you. you know. So I feel I'm like the ask, ready to fight. like the parentheses of this topic lends to your case, but I feel like the just core of the topic, developer of the year. If you're looking at while, while Horizon is one of my favorite games of the year, as of right now, Nintendo has three games that are up there in my favorite games of the year. So that's yeah. the reason why it lends to Nintendo for me over Horizon. Yeah, I think because even though Horizon might be like two or three on my list, Mario is like Mario is I guess two, and you're getting ahead of yourself. I'm I'm just saying I'm, just, I'm not talking about yet. yeah. I'm just saying like in my head if I'm ca- con- like chronologically ordering these, even if that's like higher than the snet of them, there's still one Nintendo higher than that in my list, and then two other ones that are like right behind it. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, um, I'm very, very thankful that I, I was very late to the party, but I did end up playing through Horizon relatively recently, and really enjoyed the game. Um, but that being said, um, the experiences I had with Zelda and Mario this year, in terms of just first party or developed games from Nintendo, um, kind of blew me away. As someone who's not a Zelda fan and not a Mario fan. But um, let's not. I'm sorry. Go continue. Finish. I was just going to say the the overall quality in those and the fact that they drew me a non kind of core Nintendo franchise player into put almost a hundred hours in between both of them. Um, it, Nintendo probably gets my vote. Yeah, I mean, I just guess like Gorilla put out this amazing game, and then within days of releasing it, over the course of nine months, release one of the best DLCs you can buy for a game uh, in the Frozen Wilds. Um, at one point, we did have a category for best DLC, but I was the only one who really played a lot of DLC, a lot of good DLC, because apparently there wasn't a lot of it this year. Um, and that would have been a surefire win right there, Frozen Wilds. Um, like, these guys effectively put out two games this year in the span of nine months, you know? Uh, really high-quality, high-tier games. Um and I get it, you know, like, Nintendo surprised me, too, but, like, 
blown away by Horizon. Blown away. I am also. I also really like Horizon. It's just they got the little things, man. Like just like I feel like the the same thing you're saying about Horizon. I have that for Zelda, and then just the way Mario just feels special every time you go somewhere is like insane and like i like i like horizon a lot and i think it's beautiful but like on the left like mario is just like i don't know like i can't even compare that to any other game right now yeah my my vote's nintendo i will begrudgingly i am going nintendo as well I'm not not gonna let you guys bully me this whole time. I mean, this isn't bullying you. I feel like I feel this is like, absolutely bullying. I feel like at the start of the year, even after I played Zelda, I would have agreed with you. And then Mario came out, and it's just the like, only thing I've won is the fact that I should have played Mario. <laughs> I think it's the world. It's the only thing I've won so far. It's the universe sending you a message. Well, it's hey, look at it this. Gonna way. make you guys pay. It's, 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 <laughs> It's less work for you. It's less work for you. You don't have to write as much. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's fine. I'm going to make you guys post it. <laughs> okay. Ross, so you got to get to work. Nintendo wins developer of the oh, year. Oh, man. Um, my dog just walked in the room. Hello. Um, Hello, Retta. On to the next category, best atmosphere in a game. Why don't you start off, Chris? I might have to change my vote here. I can't let you guys win again. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> All right. Contrary to what I was just talking I'm, this about. This is why I wanted to start off with Chris on this one. <laughs> oh, man. I I just recently, in the last couple weeks, got back into Zelda. And by got back into Zelda, I mean put any meaningful amount of time. The Switch now says I have over 25 hours. Uh, previously, I had like less than six. Um, so I've finally been getting into Zelda. And there's just something about like that world. It scratches that itch of, you know, I want to just be able to go anywhere and do anything. Hmm. Excuse me. Go anywhere, do anything, kind of be my own boss. Uh, And that game just allows it in such an amazing way. Like, Horizon is really good, but Horizon is definitely a more structured game, and I enjoyed that for what it was. This This is just the atmosphere, man. It's just the atmosphere. I know. I know, but I'm just saying, like, you know, that, that that was another game that was I was considering for this. Mm-hmm. And just, like, there's just something about that world that feels wonderful to be in. And it's, like, I'm looking around and I'm doing all these things. And, like, I just remember every time I play it, like, just something crazy happens. Or, like, can I, can I spoil something real quick? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, why not? Just real quick. So, I don't know if you guys went to, like, the south, like, the snowy mountains and stuff. Uh, or not the south, but, like, where one of the objectives is you have to go to the town with the blue flame. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There was a mountain there, and I thought I saw something on it, and I climbed it. And just, like, this is just the kind of world. It's just you're looking around, and you see things, and, like, you hear things. And I, I found this giant dragon at the top. And, like, I did this whole quest thing, and I was like, this is amazing. Oh, yeah. And just, like, I don't know how much of that really has to do with the atmosphere, but I just, like, I, I equate that all because it was just, like, it's just this huge world, and something catches your eye, and you're gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's huge to me. And that that's why I kind of was just like, I have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. We were, Nat and I were waiting for you to encounter Dragon. Uh, oh, that was no more. I, so I was, you remember a couple like <laughs> podcasts ago? Yeah, I said, yeah. "Wait till Chris runs into that." Yep, and Russell's yep. like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "You know what I'm talking about." <laughs> like and I saw that's it what glowing. we were talking about. I'm like, I'm like, what is this? I'm like, oh shit, it's a dragon. Am I gonna die? And then it, <laughs> I was freaking out. And then I'll be honest, at the end, I was a little disappointed I didn't get more for that. But mm-hmm. uh, like in all, the the sequence was really cool, and I liked it. Yeah, and I was like, "This is this is really cool. I want to do more of this." Well, so those happen randomly, and like when you shoot the stuff off, the crazy thing is they fall in the world, and you have to go find the pieces you shoot off, which is like crazy. So you might have oh, only did. found a fraction of the stuff that actually fell off of the dragon. Yeah. I didn't find any of it. I didn't know I could. Oh yeah, because yeah. <laughs> some of that stuff is used for like armor upgrade materials that you can only get from that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, Matt, how about you? What's your nominee for best atmosphere? Back to that mountain. Okay, so I don't know if you guys seen my sneakery and if this is allowed, but I realized I jumped ahead because I like a game so much and nominated something else when I realized that's not actually my vote. 
So my new vote is Super Mario Odyssey, baby. Wait, what was your old one? It was Persona 5. Uh, and I think see, Persona that's... 5 is up there a lot for me. But uh, everything I just said to win the other one contradicts why an Odyssey is my actual You know what's vote. really funny, too, is I also switched from Persona to Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I know, because that's, that's Cause why I, switched, I had switched I to Persona. Because I'm like, oh... Chris isn't picking Persona? Oh, I gotta put yeah. I gotta put Persona there. But then, like, I thought about it. I was like, ah, I don't know if atmosphere is that game's strength. I don't know. Whatever. So uh, I do think on, it I'm has sorry. cool atmosphere, and if there's, like, an auxiliary award, I'll give it to that. But, like... <laughs> but, like... Award. Auxiliary atmosphere award. But, uh, I think Super Mario Odyssey, just, like, like every single level in that world is just like its own thing. You instantly get the story of this world, the levels, like the transformations the worlds go through every time you change something in like in events, like you fight a boss in that world, it completely changes how the world is. And I think Ross could speak more about that, but I think that goes against his vote if he does. <laughs> um, I'm only I said that because you are farther in the game than I am. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, completely beaten the game gotten the the extra the extra worlds that open up once you hit a couple of moon thresholds Mm -hmm. um but but yeah um my vote is kind of back-to-back categories hellblade sent sacrifice Mm -hmm. um that game's atmosphere is the best atmosphere i've ever played in a game and i put that right above the original bioshock and shadow of the colossus um, Shadow of the Colossus being my favorite game of all time. Um, mm. Just what the mental illness aspect of the game allowed Ninja Theory to do in terms of um, not only like visual trickery um, mm-hmm. and hallucinations, but also in terms of the audio of the game that contribute to the atmosphere immensely. Um, they The developer tried this a new technique where they actually had basically would look like um, two plastic ears in the middle of a room that were recording audio, and they had five or six actresses physically walking around these and whispering and screaming. And when you play the game, you play it with, you have to play it with headphones. And the entire time, you're walking through this kind of odd, kind of supernatural, like Nordic landscape, trying to find your lost love. And the entire time, there's uh, these voices in your head constantly belittling you and just attacking you. And that's also reflected in the environment itself. That's constantly changing supernatural elements, um, darkness. Um, One part of the game, you're completely in the actual dark um, uh, and ended with a boss fight where you're in the middle of this cavern. And there's a circle of light that you can walk around. And then everything else is dark. So you can't exactly see where the boss is coming from. And it's just the fear that it puts into you. The un- the uncertainty that it puts into you as you're climbing ledges or attacking an enemy. And you hear a voice in your head saying, why are you doing this? This isn't you. Um, I think that the atmosphere in that game is unmatched. Um, I love Breath of the Wild's atmosphere. It just this kind of it made you want to explore like chris was saying you see something and you just want to go investigate and i loved odyssey's atmosphere um just it was jolly i and i love getting to use the word jolly mm-hmm. and that's the best word to describe mario but for me in terms of strictly atmosphere in a game i don't i think hellblade potentially has one of the best atmospheres in the video game of all time ross i'm on i'm i'm on board I'm, I'm on board, board as well. The only reason why I didn't vote for that myself is because I didn't play it, so I can't rightfully vote for a game I haven't played. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I I kind of... Uh, I, I mean, I'm in that same boat, but like... But from everything I've, everything I've seen, it, it looks like it. Like, all the trailers, after you talked about it a while back, the developer's commentary on it, and, like, the developer diaries, I mean, on their YouTube channel, and just seeing gameplay of that game on YouTube is just like, oh, this looks, like, crazy. And if I have some downtime next year, that game is on my list of, like, games I need to play. 
Yeah. It's, yeah. It, if that game's like on sale towards the end of the year, that's definitely one I want to look at and be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to make time for this. Yeah. It's short. It's only about six or seven hours. And I admit it's not the most fun playing game of the year. There's some pretty. That's what stopped me from getting it the first mm-hmm. time around. Yeah. There's some me interesting. Too, I seen it when it was coming out and I had yeah. the money to buy it. And I was like, oh, yeah. this doesn't look like it's fun to play. Yeah. There's some. It, there is some interesting puzzle stuff. The thing that gets in the way is that the combat is a little repetitive and there's too much of it. But just to experience that with a nice pair of headphones, um, it's it's something else. So yeah. Um, all right. So that's a, I think a, a unanimous all around decision there. I think that was that required the least amount of argument, other than what Nintendo. No, Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Death Stranding. That was, was the only other one. That and Mario. Those are the three easiest. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think um, we're going to wrap up this. Pod, oh yeah podcast. we do okay um, so this one's gonna be done hmm. yep um i was also gonna ask you the same thing i was like we're hitting the threshold right now yeah so we're going to come back with some more game of the year podcasts coming your way in the coming dates so stay tuned <laughs>